Percy, what say you about the impact when one's prayers are not answered as we desire? Wow, wow, wow. This is the $60 million question right here. (laughs) Uh, This may very well be the most difficult spiritual dynamic to confront and understand for anyone. I've been often asked and challenged by individuals uh, about that. And and there really is, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, no clear-cut answer to this question. The impact, uh, quite frankly, can vary. I will say this. In my scenarios, when my prayers were not answered as I desired, there has always been other things that I could not see that were working behind the scenes that later on down the line made sense to me later, despite what I was requiring or requesting from God. But God was always there every step of the way, and things ultimately worked out for his good, which ultimately worked out for my good in that situation, though I did not necessarily get my prayers answered the, the, the way that I wanted or as I desired. I think we should discuss this today. I think so. And we'll hear from a woman who asked God not to allow her to have cancer, yet still, she eventually was diagnosed, but she lived, she survived, and she tells us her story. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. All right, let's begin this session of Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. Percy, always good to see you. Yes, good to be seen, my friend. Thank you. And I hope that you are doing well and that you're blessed. Let's do this today. I always am. Now, listen, everyone knows what we're going to talk about because we uh, we kind of gave it away in the opening there, didn't we? Uh, Prayer, the crossroads of faith and cancer we're talking about today. And uh, this is a resource that we're offering. I'll say more about that in just a few moments, but get us started here. Well, you know, the dynamic of this conversation today, and we'll read a scripture that'll help establish a foundation for us, is really around that, you know, I think the age old question around God did not answer my prayers the way I wanted him to, or when I wanted him to, or at all. And in that scenario, that is part of the dynamic of the story of this young lady today. And so the scripture that'll help establish a foundation for us theologically, because again, you know, we always try to be sound here as much as possible. And I don't want anybody to throw rocks of theological abuse at me. So I want to say it in that regard, uh, we'll use uh, a, a very, should be now a very popular scripture to most of us. We may be introducing it to some for the first time, but Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this, the secret things. Oh, there are some things that may be secret. Okay. In terms of our faith, our walk with God and, and, and what he has plans for us. Hmm. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But the things revealed belong to us and our children forever. And what I want to establish here is this simple school of thought, and it'll lead us into this discussion and we'll come back to it, is that God is not obligated to always tell us everything or respond to us the way we want to while we are walking through a process very much like Abraham, when God said, I need you to leave your family. I need you to leave your background and start walking in a direction. 
And God didn't really tell him where he was going. He said, listen, as you're walking, I'll fill you in along the way. There'll be some other things that'll be coming much later. And so with that today, that'll help to establish, hopefully, this conversation. Right. And there may be people listening right now. And this is the very question that you're asking of the Lord right now. You know, why aren't my prayers being answered? Uh, This will be very helpful, a very timely conversation today. And our guest will speak to this issue as well as you stick with us now for health, hope, and inspiration. By the way, when these questions come up in your mind, why don't you go ahead and uh, jot them down, then go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and enter that question for us to see as well. Uh, Percy, you're inviting questions from listeners. We are. We want to engage with you, but we want you then now to kind of speak to us. Uh, It's one thing for us to ask and suggest questions to you, but we may not be covering the topics or the subjects that are really relevant or pertinent to you. So feel free to send us your questions and they need to be uh, non-medically related. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, We are not physicians. We are not medical doctors and we do not give medical advice. We're not equipped to do so. So with that, you should uh, forward all of your medical questions to your healthcare team and your medical care provider. But anything that is relevant to the mental, emotional, uh, spiritual space of being a cancer patient or supporting a cancer patient, uh, please send those and forward those questions to us. And we will at some we will read them for sure. And then at some point, we'll attempt to uh, read those and answer some of those online uh, with with the uh, interviews of the shows that we do. All right. And to do that, go to our website, as I said, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and a drop down box there will give you a chance to type in your question. We really appreciate you doing that. We'll hear from our guest in just a moment, but we are excited to announce that Health, Hope and Inspiration and Abide Meditations are teaming up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to this HHI community, Health, Hope and Inspiration. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day and rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Here's what you do. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. It's that simple. 22433. Quiet your mind. Relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. HHI 22433. We believe you will be blessed and encouraged. And check this out today, please. All right, let's meet our guest today. This was recorded just recently as Percy joined them in conversation. Well, hey, 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 it's me. I'm back, Pastor P, with another compelling conversation. And today we're going to have a young lady that I've known for quite a while, close to 30 years now. And we were uh, re-engaged with one another at a a social event of a mutual friend of ours and uh, was able to catch up. And in talking to one another, we both found out uh, in the time that we had not been conversing, we both have had cancer. (laughs) And so uh, I shared with her that, you know, uh, I do a podcast where we talk to cancer patients and would she be interested in telling her story? And she said that she would. So today I want to welcome to the microphone uh, Miss Barbetta Neal. And she um, is no longer um, uh, a cancer patient. She had breast cancer. And she'll tell us all about that when she was diagnosed and et cetera. But welcome to the microphone, my dear. How you doing? I'm doing well, my brother. How are you? So nice to see you and hear you again. Yeah, doing good, doing good, doing good. I'm excited to get back uh, with you and to kind of get your story and let people hear, uh, again, another survival story, another story of victory and success. Uh, Because sometimes I think that when people still, even today, hear cancer, they still think 
that cancer is a death sentence. And quite frankly, you know, there are more people living today and surviving cancer than any time ever before uh, since we've recorded history about cancer. So that's such good news. And today you're going to tell your story that basically speaks to that. Before we get started, uh, what I do want to say to you is thank you so much for uh, making time uh, to be with us on the show. I really do appreciate it. I'm sure you have much that you have to do. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. When you told me, I was I was ecstatic. I always knew you were going to do great things, uh, but it was just amazing how that all just seemed to connect with my story and your story. And it's it, it's it's just wonderful what you're doing. So I'm I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you, dear. Well, with that being said, let's just jump right into it. Um, I always ask everyone, where were they when they were first told that they had cancer? Where were you? Where were you? And when you heard those words, how did you feel? When I found out, I got a call. I was coming back from taking my sons to school, I believe, pulled into the garage, got the phone rang, answered it, sitting there in the garage. And the doctor told me that uh, it was positive. It was a positive diagnosis mm. for breast cancer. And I just sat there for a little bit because I, I had. it's like you have to take it in. Did he really just say that when I had prayed? You know, don't let this be. Don't, yeah. Lord, don't let this be. You know, and my whole prayer for years was, Lord, I know we all have to go through things, but please don't let me get cancer. And then here he here comes. Lo and <laughs> behold, yeah. And lo and behold, here we are. So uh, I just uh, I, I I sat there, thought about it for a bit, went inside, and then just kind of shared it with my husband uh, okay. at the time. Yeah. Uh, how many years ago was it? When were you initially diagnosed? It was, um, and tell us a little bit about your diagnosis. Um, it was in, I want to say February of 05, okay. 2005. Okay. Um, I was diagnosed with, uh, stage three, uh, I believe it was stage three breast cancer. It's a lot of it is just kind of a fog to me. I'm okay. going to be honest because I knew God was going to bring me out of it, but, um, so that's what they just told me. This is, you know, and then they took me through the process of what had to be done and, and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. And so with that being said, oh, five. So you are cancer free. You are a cancer survivor. No evidence of disease. And we thank God for that. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, what what type of medical treatment did you receive? We don't have to go into great detail. You know, surgery, chemotherapy, radiation. What did you do? I had um, I had the surgery. OK. And. I actually had reconstruction done okay. uh, with that. So that process, um, I mean, I could take you through the process. I don't have a problem. And I've talked with women who were contemplating uh, doing that. And I've actually shared information with them as far as my experience. So I went through the reconstruction, then uh, started the uh, chemo. Okay. So I went through chemo, no radiation, but I went through the chemo. Got it. And so obviously, um, and I don't want to speak for you, but certainly many women that I've interviewed uh, who have had breast cancer and have had surgery, you know, either a mastectomy or lumpectomy or what have you, uh, many cases have said and expressed initially they had to really work through the dynamic of, you know, body image and, and what, what goes into that mentally and emotionally uh, from a female's perspective. Any thoughts that you'd like yeah. to share about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You think you all of those things. It's am I a whole woman anymore? Uh -huh. uh, what am I going to look like? 
Uh, how is this going to feel? Am I going to feel unbalanced? It was it was so many things that were going through. And I, I remember when I got home for after the surgery and was able to actually, you know, shower and do things like that and, and actually look at myself. It was um, wow. It was it was eye opening. It just it kind of took me back a little bit because this is not the same person I remember seeing yeah. just a few days ago. Yeah. So it, it, it makes you, it, it kind of your self image kind of, you have to take a look at it. Is this me? Mm. Is this re- am I still the same person? Right. And, and that's something I had to come to grips with. So, yeah, I've, I've heard that very often. And of course we know yeah. just for, just so we can be fair and balanced that breast cancer doesn't just happen to women there. You know, there are occasions where men also contract breast cancer as well. But certainly with regard to, and as one lady said to me, and I don't want to put words in in anyone's mouth, she said, you know, particularly given the day and age that we live in, she said that so much emphasis is placed on on female imagery. And and she said, and I had to really recalibrate myself around that. And uh, she said she and her husband sat down, they had a long conversation just to make sure that he was, you know, he wasn't kind of uh, out of whack in any way. So again, okay. I know that this can be for some, not necessarily all, but certainly for some women mm-hmm. can be an adjustment of a new normal that you have to take an adjustment Absolutely. with. Absolutely. And not just, I mean, it's a whole body thing, you know, with the loss of the hair and everything yeah. from the chemo as well as the reconstruction, you know, to the breast and all that. So it's all of that put together. It's like you look at yourself in the mirror and you're not, you don't look the same anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so you have to really dig deep. You have to really find yourself within yourself and pull yourself back up and say this is not like that song uh and i can't think of her name she says i'm not my hair yeah i, I know yeah. You know what I'm about. and that song just stuck with me because that, that's i'm not that yeah. that is not me yeah so, ndire ndire saying ndire that. yes yeah, it's a yes, great song yes, yes yes absolutely well so. i know also one of the things that that some women have expressed to me is that you know it also challenged sometimes their relationship with their significant other or their husband or or whomever that sometimes that there were times that they had to really sit down some couples talked about going to counseling what have mm-hmm. you, but again, that it can be a challenge, not just for you as an individual, but also for your partner if you're in a relationship. So it's it's an adjustment for sure. No question yeah. about it. It is. And, and I, you know, I'm recently uh, four years divorced now, unfortunately, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know because nothing was ever said okay. that things you know, he was reacted differently towards me or anything like that. I don't know what that was about. I don't know if that right. played into it or not, but it was something that I thought about. Okay. You know, I look differently now. Do yeah. you not see me the same? You know, and so, yes, but, okay. you know, my, my story is not everybody's story. No. Well, the great thing about cancer stories, and I've told many of them and, and recorded many of them, that they're all different. They're all unique. And so with that being said, you're exactly correct. Um, so you went, you had medical treatment and care, a, a duration and a period of time of how long, roughly? Um, I want to say for maybe a year, okay. maybe, or maybe not, maybe not quite a year, yeah. but, but somewhere close. And I would go, I think it was every three weeks I would have, have chemo okay. for, yeah, Got once it. a week for three weeks. Yeah. And how did you discover your breast cancer? If you don't mind me asking. Um, it, it's so weird. It's strange because I was, 
um, just getting ready to shower and just happened to feel, you know, I always did a self check. Yeah. As women should. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this particular morning, it was, it was like there and it was, it was very calcified and everything. It was hard. I'm like, what is, what is this? And so I just immediately called, you know, called the doctor because it can't, it's almost as though it came from out of nowhere. Okay. It was just one day it wasn't there. The next day it was. And, and, and the rest is, you know, history. And based upon what I understand from you, your, your medical treatment plan, your relationship with your medical doctor and your medical team, uh, if I recall, you telling me was, was a very good relationship. It was very balanced and you felt very supported. So uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with your medical team. Were, how open and supportive were they to you and understanding? My oncologist was the best. I mean, <laughs> she, she was, she walked me through every single step. She listened to every question or concern that good, I had. Um, I could call the, the office and she, if she couldn't talk to me, then she would get back with me and explain things to me. The staff there was so, I mean, it, it's a, to work in a cancer center, it has to be a calling. I just really feel you have to be called because some of the, you know, people are going through things. They're, they're, they're not feeling well. They're scared. Yep. And to, to be one of those medical professionals that deal with that on a daily basis mm -hmm. and, and help people with the kindness that they had and the understanding and patience that they had, it was amazing good. they were absolutely amazing yes it well, was awesome well that's good to hear because one of the key components that i teach about preach about quite a bit in this environment is it's important that you have a good balanced, and healthy relationship with your medical team because there are times that people struggle with sometimes their care plan and and you know so you need to have a good good relationship there and that's good to hear yeah. The, the other aspect and dynamic about you, and this is kind of where how I met you and, and the environment in which I met you many years ago, is that you sing. Uh, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you 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 have a ministry of music, and so obviously you are a a strong woman of faith and and an abiding faith in in God and in Christ. And the question I guess that I would pose to you is, did you ever feel conflicted in utilizing medical treatment and care? With what some people, some people may say as, I'm just going to use my faith. I'm only going to trust God or I'm only going to go natural. I'm only going to use natural supplements. Were you ever conflicted with, because still there's still some in the faith community that struggle with this idea that if I, if I see my medical doctor somehow, I'm not being faithful unto God. I don't know where that school of thought came from, but it still prevails today. Let's talk about your uh, ability to work and manage through how you utilized your faith, but also made sure that you you partook of excellent medical treatment and care. Let's talk about right. it. Right. Yeah. It's you know. I, first of all, I was never conflicted with the medical treatment and my faith at all. I Good. knew that God had me. I was going to constantly pray absolutely pray for guidance and direction and also praying for being put in the right hands to treat and deal with, ah. with my 
my illness. So that in, in itself, God has never let me down. He has never failed me. And that's not something that I've heard from somebody else. This is something that I know. I mean, my whole, I've been through a lot of different things and he has always been right there. Yeah. But one thing that I, I did recognize is that he, he, we go through things to help for me, I believe to help other people get through things. Yeah. So the cancer that I went through, um, I, I dealt with eczema for years growing up, mm. the eczema situation that I went through, all of those things have caused me to help somebody else now okay. that has gone or is going through the same thing. And that's what I try to do. I want to make sure that people know my story yep. so that if you, if I can make it, believe and trust that you can do the same. But yeah, God has led me the whole way, but I definitely trusted the people he had placed me in the hands of. Well, and that's, a, it's important here. It's an important point that I mm -hmm. always like to make. And if I could say it this way, I think I might even title this show. I prayed, but I also sought my medical treatment because it was, oh. it's, a, it's a combination <laughs> of both. And I think that, oh, yeah. yeah. And you certainly did that without any issue or conflict. And I want to encourage others to do the same that, don't run from your medical team. Don't run from your doctor. Go to your doctor and make sure that you're taking uh, all of the precautions that you need to take, mammograms and et cetera, because, again, at the end of the day, it is an important step. And you're still walking by faith and you're still honoring your faith in God. And you uh, you've done that. That that being said, um, I guess what would you say? Because you were relatively young uh, when you were diagnosed with, mm -hmm. with breast cancer, and this is true for a lot of women, and particularly African American women. Uh, yeah. Along with your good medical care that you received, you, know, you utilized your faith in the midst of that as well. What would you say to a young woman listening to you right now, who is just being diagnosed for the very first time, and you know, I'm sure her head is swimming with thoughts, questions, and maybe even some emotions. If you had something, you said that, you know, you want your experiences to be able to help others. What would you say to a, a young woman listening right now who has just been diagnosed or may be diagnosed soon after hearing this? Just, just try to keep a positive mindset. Don't jump to conclusions mm. just because you've heard that diagnosis or heard or feel it's a possibility. Don't automatically jump yourself to the end of your life okay. because it's not necessarily a death sentence mm. because you hear the word cancer. And just like you had said at the beginning, people have always felt that way for years that once you have cancer, yep. that it's over. My yep. life is done. Yep. I'm, I can't live anymore. Yep. So just continue to continue to keep that positivity. And if you're an active person that's active, try to stay active, uh, try to stay and continue doing the things that you, you know, you've been doing, okay. but, um, just don't give up. Don't give up because you heard the word that big C word, yeah. because it's, it's not all that it okay. might seem to be. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's more than fair. Yeah. Last question. Last question. And, uh, we'll close is, what continues to give you hope today? What drives your hope? I know you're singing, you're you're you know you do a lot of things in in ministry. What 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 continues to drive your hope as in general with anything? At this point, having survived cancer and and it's not just having had cancer 
Percy, but it's the way God brought me through it. Okay. The way he, he allowed me to go through this whole ordeal. None of the things that normally I thought I thought or was expecting to happen really happened. Mm. None of those things really happened. I didn't lose weight. Well, right. you know, I was a little upset about that one. <laughs> but I, I didn't uh, I didn't get I didn't get the sickness and, and, and I, I was able to continue teaching. I was able to continue in music ministry. So God just, he just preserved me. He allowed me to continue doing the things that I was doing, even in the midst of my treatment. So it's, it's in, it's encouraging to know that God will keep you even when you don't think you're, you're able to be kept. He will do it anyway. Mm. Well, I thank you sister for surviving, thriving and making the decision to stick around on planet earth. Uh, I love you immensely and I'm grateful for you and I'm praying that good things will continue to take place and that the best is yet to come. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Today you have heard from my friend, uh, my old friend, uh, Barbetta Neal. Uh, She is now a breast cancer survivor, was diagnosed back in uh, 2005, I believe it is that she said. So she has uh, something to say. She's been there. She's done that. And she's got the T-shirt to prove it. And so today, uh, continue to do all that you do and then yet some more as we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. I love you to life, my dear. And uh, until the next time, we'll talk, okay? God bless. Thank you. Well, our thanks to our guest and to Percy for bringing that conversation to us today. But we'll talk with Percy about it here in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America with City of Hope or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your own treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Please learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I don't know how you uh, managed to come up with just the perfect person to address the topic here on the program, but uh, Barbara Atta sure cer- certainly filled the bill here today. Well, first and foremost, she's a dear friend of mine, someone that I've known, as I said, for 30 years, met through a mutual uh, relationship of, of a fellow Bible student that I graduated with. And she introduced me into her community. And Barbetta was one of the first people that that I met in that space. Uh, and we had the chance to be reunited uh, most recently. And we just were talking and catching up. And lo and behold, you know, she was like, what are you doing these days, Reverend McCray? And I was like, oh, you want to ask that question? And so, of course... <laughs> The podcast came up and she yep. was like, you know, I'm a ca- I'm a former cancer patient. I was like, well, I need to get you on the show. Right. And that's how we got her here. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, she did address this issue that we opened the whole program with today, the issue of our prayers not being answered. But obviously there's a there's a reason why. And our scripture verse that you shared with us helps us understand that as well. Yeah. And I want to kind of elongate it 
that a little bit. She certainly talked about the fact that she said she, you know, she prayed and said, Lord, you know, of all things, do not allow me to, you know, ever contract cancer. And lo and behold, she contracted cancer, you know. And uh, the good news is that she wasn't confounded by that. And it certainly didn't challenge her faith in any way. She remained rock solid in that regard. But what she did say, among many profound things, was that she learned and discovered through this process that we go through things at times so that we can be equipped to help others. Mm -hmm. And see, Wayne, here's the thing. We don't get to ask God or tell God how to equip us or what the assignment is that he wants us to do to help other people. We want to tell God, hey, I want to be this or I want to do that. But we don't get to do that with God. And so the scripture that we read, you know, the secret things, there's some things that God keeps secret to himself. He reveals to us later. He just asks us in many cases that we need to walk by faith and not by sight and trust him through a process. And 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 then typically when we get through that, we learn, oh, we have an yeah. aha moment. Yeah. Like, ah, that's what that was for. Yeah, he's not being mean. He, he's not no. being mean-spirited at all. Um, maybe we can't handle the truth, as, as the famous quotation so, says. Right, yeah. I was going to go there. That was the next place I was going. Because in many cases, imagine Abraham, who came from, a, uh, from what the Bible describes as a, a nation and a background of idolatry. And, and God speaks to him and says, listen, I want you to do something on my behalf. But right now I need you to leave your mother, leave your father, leave your kindred. And I want you to start walking in a direction. He doesn't tell him why or where he's going. He says, I'll fill you in later. Cause, and I believe if God actually told Abraham what was really on the backside of this assignment of being the father yeah. of many nations and et cetera, et cetera. I don't think that he would have been able to mentally handle it, quite right, frankly. Right. Yep. So and, you make a very good point that yeah. we're not always able to kind of process and comprehend what God has for us on the backside of a scenario. So he just asks us to trust him and to walk through. You know, something else that Barbetta came up with today that was very important for us to discuss is the fact that she has such a good relationship with her oncologist. I think that this is a crucial point, and I hope that I can drive this home as as solidly as possible, because on this platform, yes, we talk about the things of God and faith and spirituality and all that goes into that, but we want to make sure that we balance that conversation, particularly when we talk about healthcare-related needs, that it is important, number one, to have a trusting relationship with your, you know, with your uh, healthcare community. Mm-hmm. Now, you, we have the right, Wayne, which is important, that we can decide who we want to have that relationship with. We don't necessarily have to kind of sign up for the first person that is sat before us. We can get, we can get to pick and choose. But what she, the point that she made that I thought was so important is that she had a great working relationship with her oncologist. They, that she was able to talk about everything with her. She was able to get all of her questions answered. I think how important is that? I've certainly heard stories of people who have said that their doctor was not as useful in terms of answering all of their questions or did not appear to have time for them. Well, in this particular scenario, she heralded her working relationship with her medical oncologist while being a woman of faith. She sings. She's in the ministry of music. She's in churches. She leads, she prays, she leads praise and worship at our local church. But she talked about the balance of having a good, solid, and an unconflicted working relationship with her medical oncologist. And I think it's important that we all work toward that goal. Yeah. 
And um, I mean, any suggestions on how we establish that relationship early on? I mean, you've seen this work so well so many times in people's lives. Well, particularly at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, uh, now City of Hope, is is the commitment to basically whole person care. And what does that mean? Because that term kind of scares certain people. It simply means that when we engage in the in the uh, healthcare space, does the healthcare space have a commitment to the to the whole personage of our being, mentally, emotionally, uh, obviously physically, but does spirituality get included in that? Uh, you know, we've done many shows. We've cited a lot of research that talks about that in the current age that we live in, there are more and more doctors who personally prescribe to a faith uh, that, that they practice personally, but also are very comfortable uh, engaging and creating good, healthy relationships with their patients if faith is an important component to their to their mental and emotional and physical coping and, and, and integrating that into the experience of their medical care. So the first thing that I will say is simply attempt to establish if your healthcare organization is faith-friendly. They don't have to be faith-based, mm-hmm. but faith-friendly. Will they be open and receptive to you saying, prayer is important to me. Do you have someone on your staff that I could speak to possibly about my spiritual desires or or unpack some things or how I cope with stress or tension or anxiety or negative things? Is there someone here that spiritually can kind of uh, uh, engage themselves with me as I need to unpack that while doing my medical treatment and care. And I would say, if you if you find a healthcare organization that does not do that or does not offer that, uh, you should pray about, is mm-hmm. that the place that you should be willing uh, to give your time, attention, and dare I say, your, your, your monetary resources to, uh, to receive your medical treatment and care. So, and, and do it respectfully. Don't, don't walk through the front door like John Wayne and demand <laughs> that someone sit down and pray with you right now. And, you know, and if you don't, I'm not going to have a car. Cause I think we can take that conversation sometimes too far right or left, but, but be professional and be considerate, yeah. but you certainly, I should have the right to be able to inquire that. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And just one more thing. Barbetta was so good. I mean, the Lord had her go through all this. She realized without going through this, she wouldn't be the kind of help that she is now to other people. That's a very important part of the story. Well, she talked about the fact that, you know, now she she speaks to many women about breast cancer and again about some of the mental and emotional and physical challenges she went through. She had surgery, reconstruction, and, you know, she lost her hair and she talked about the fact that she had to, you know, regroup around her physicality and her, her personage. Am I still the same woman that I used to be? She discovered her breast cancer while in the shower. Uh, but then, you know, she had to deal with some some uh, some physical challenges uh, with regard to her look. And she said now when she stands before people, when she sings, when she gives praise to God, she said it, it comes from a very different place today. Yeah. Oh, now let's go back to the scripture of the secret things below to the Lord, mm-hmm. that now she sings with a different conviction and with a different point of reference when she talks about the goodness of God, the faith of God, the hope of God, the restoration of God. Well, as I heard one preacher once say, you cannot have a testimony, Wayne, unless you've been through a test yeah. and you do not have a message unless you've been through some mess. Excellent. And so with that being said, that is how she now proceeds. And she says it's a very different day when she takes the microphone. 
I'm going to ask you to repeat that scripture verse in just a moment, because now that we've had the context of this entire conversation and program, I think we might hear that scripture just a bit differently. So share that in a moment after I mention uh, that we do have this resource available called At the Crossroads of Faith and Cancer. I mentioned it at the top of the program today. All you need to do to get this is go to our website. It's right there right now for you. It is literally on demand available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can download it. You can use it. You can share it from the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, let's listen now to this verse again in Deuteronomy, Percy. Quickly, Deuteronomy 29, 29, our spiritual nugget for today. Listen again good now that you've heard this article, this interview. The secret things belong to the Lord. Who do they belong to? They belong to God, not to you, not to your prayer group, not to the prayer warriors in your church. All of those folks are necessary and relevant. But at the end of the day, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But the things revealed belongs to us and to our children forever. And so with that, be encouraged today. If your prayers are not being answered as you desire or in a time frame that you would desire, continue to be faithful and continue to trust God and walk by faith and not by sight through your circumstance. I would dare say, that at the end or in the middle of that process, there will be some things that God will reveal to you when the time is correct. And when I think he believes you think you can handle Mm -hmm. ultimately what it is that he's trying to accomplish in your life. And so don't give up, don't give in, and do not allow that to frustrate your faith at the end of the day. Thanks for bringing this message to us today, Percy. And if you are listening, but you've not subscribed to this podcast, can I challenge you to do that? That way you'll never miss an episode of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I think that'll do it for now, though. Percy, God bless you. Thank you. We will see you next time. Yes, sir. And until then, remember, we've got work to do, folks. So let's keep chopping the wood. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.